Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Soundbite Gospel. I'm your host, Travis Hayes, and I am currently walking our neighborhood with my son, Bexton. And so if you hear a little scream or talking in the background, that is him. He may blurt out some colors and things that he is observing because he is at that age now and I might have to respond to him. Um, So if you hear me talking to someone else, then that is who it is. Um, Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to take care of some housekeeping things. One, I would be graciously appreciative, that's the word, yeah, appreciative if you would leave this podcast a review. Um, That helps us on the algorithm of the podcast platforms. It allows us to be seen by other people organically in their, um, you know, related podcasts of other ones that they're listening to. So it kind of just helps us organically reach people. Uh, Also, I wanted to give a quick shout out to my one, possibly two listeners who are in Ireland and in Germany. Um, I've seen the statistics and I've, I've noticed that there have been a couple listeners, not only from Ireland and Germany, but also a very devoted listener on the Overcast podcast platform. Um, I did not know what Overcast was until I started this podcast, but Hey, thanks for listening on Overcast. Um, I'll have to check it out. I've never actually experienced that platform before. Um, and then finally, I made my first appearance on another podcast. Um, two friends of mine, Jonathan and Kyle, they co-host a podcast called Peaks and Valleys, and they talk about mental health, uh, culture, and coffee. And I appeared on that. And we talked a lot about coffee, a little bit about um, a little bit about Jesus but a lot about coffee. So go check that out. Um, episode is out as, uh, as of today when this podcast releases. Um, so go check them out. Give them, a, give them some love. And so now for today's episode, we are splitting this into two-parters once again. Um, I love doing these two-parters because it allows my train of thought to go a little bit longer and I don't feel like I'm so rushed. Um, but these sets of episodes, um, I am titling, who are you? And imagine, um, the song, who are you by the who, uh, if I had copyright, I would totally play that song as the background music, <laughs> but to no avail, I do not. Um, and part one is going to be titled image of God. So when you think of image of God, somebody who is a Christian, where in the Bible does your mind first go? For me, it's obviously in Genesis. I mean, that's that's the first time we hear this phrase, this phrase image of God or image or image of. And so we actually hear it in Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and all the small things that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now, this is a very deeply layered, um, not only passage, but a deeply layered book in the Bible. And I think it's really easy for us to individualize and kind of transplant our 21st century Western mind into this passage, especially into a lot of these ancient Hebrew scriptures. Um, And we kind of forget the big question, 
what does it look like in the context in the original audience that it was written? Because we have to realize that Genesis was written to a near ancient Eastern Mesopotamian area people. And, and what is that context that they're talking about? You see, there are a lot of similarities and differences between this creation story and a lot of other creation stories. I mean, we think of the Babylonian one, like the Enuma Elish, and even the Epic of Gilgamesh. Like, these all have creation stories that are really eerily similar to the one we find in the Hebrew Bible. But there is differences, and I think the differences is what the point is and what we need to focus on. Because you see, in things like Enuma Elish, the Babylonian creation story, we have conflict. The, the way that the universe and the earth and even human beings are created, it's out of violence. Yeah, it's a stick, bud. <laughs> it's out of violence. And when we see the creation story of Yahweh, it's peace. It's almost, it's order. It's not chaos. It's, it's, it's beauty. It's creation um, with, with his words. And uh, it's so polar opposite of other creation stories. And even human beings, you know, in other stories, angry gods um, are the ones that make human beings to serve them. But in our story, it's a loving God that creates humans to co-create and co-rule and is really a lot different. And I think we can get wrapped up in the uh, functionality and the materiality debate um, of, you know, is what, what is, why is Genesis the way it is? You know, is it history? Is it literal? Is it, uh, is it literary and metaphorical? Um, I think we get kind of too deep in the, too deep in the woods on that discussion. Um, Jewish scholar John Levinson actually says about Genesis and really the creation story in general, he says, what emerges in those stories is not the physical universe, but an environment ordered for a peaceful human habitation and secure against the onslaughts of chaos and anarchy. The concern of the creation theology is not creation ex nihilo, which is creation of nothing, but the establishment of a benevolent and life-sustaining order founded upon the demonstrated authority of the God who is triumphant over all rivals. And so God has creation for a purpose. And that purpose is beautiful. You see, we can even go deeper into those layers because when we think of gods, we think of temples. And you see, there is no temple for our God. Um, the temple is the earth. The earth is God's temple. And what do people put in temples for their pagan gods? They would put images of that God in there. Well, we don't have an image for, for our God because we don't need one because we are created in his image. Because the, the, the word image in Hebrew, salam, uh, is probably T-S-E-L-E-M, probably saying that terribly wrong, I'm sorry for any Jewish listeners, um, is often used to refer to a man-made idol of a God. That is, in the ancient Near East, image was a localized, visible, corporeal representation of the divine. Thus, Adam and Eve slash humans are placed on the earth to rule over creation and to represent God. So God orders this creation into a temple, the earth. And we humans are here to worship him and lead creation to God. What a beautiful 
cohabitating relationship unlike any other religion. Um, it's something special for sure. Scott McKnight in his book, Adam and the Genome, which I highly recommend if you love science and theology, he says, so to be made in God's image is to be a physical embodied representative of God with the mission of governing and prospering God's creation. This completely forms and reshapes identity. And identity, man, that is a huge and loaded word. We're always looking for and struggling for our identity. And I believe that where we start the belief of our image is where our identity begins. Because our identity is the attempt to look for that security. You know, looking for the security of who, who, who are we? Um, why are we here? Why are we made? And, and that's where we cling to our identity. And we, we tend to grab the things that we don't have to form those identities. Um, you know, Adam and Eve, they reached outside of who they were because they didn't, know, they didn't fully understand their identity in God. The Israelites um, at Mount Sinai, when Moses went up um, and God was about to reveal himself to the entire nation, they reached out to Baal um, because they lost, their, they lost their identity and wanted to find something physical that they could touch. And even Jesus was tempted by the Satan um, in his identity in, in, in the wilderness. He was tempted to reach out and, you know, be the, um, the earthly ruler over all things. Like, you know, Satan was, give, was trying to give him these things to put his identity in and reach out and grab it. And all these are ways that the enemy wants us to find our identity in. It's that sense of security that's at stake. Yeah, bud. And I think something important when we think of our identity, it's really important about how we see ourselves. I mean, that's that's the whole idea of, you know, God wanting us to see ourselves as images of him and to lean creation towards him. And I think having that mindset is super important. And even, you know, people outside of the uh, Christian realm of influence notice this. Um, in the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, which I also highly recommend, uh, super life-changing book if you want to um, create good habits and get rid of bad ones. Um, but he says that it's hard to change your habits, aka your identity, if you don't change your underlying beliefs. So you have to change your view of who you are to really reshape your identity. He even talks about two people who are trying to resist cigarettes and quit smoking. Um, the first person says, when he's offered a cigarette, says, no, that's okay, I'm trying to quit. Well, his identity isn't something that he's trying to be. He isn't, it's not grounded in something solid. It's not grounded in um, something that will actually follow through. Where the second person, when he's offered the cigarette, says, no, I'm not a smoker. Even if he hasn't smoked in, you know, a couple of hours, if he's trying to quit and says, I'm not a smoker, that's going to stick more because he knows who he is and he's using that, that habit, that, that, that sense of who he is to form his identity. And I think that's where we get lost is we don't know, we, we forget who we're made out of. We forget where we come from. We forget the, the image that God has imprinted on us as beautiful, wonderful sons and daughters of him and when we start our, our our image and we start our identity 
with who we are in Christ, bearing the image of God that we were created from, our identity lies within the rock that does not move, and we step into the glory that God has prepared for us. Which begs the question, who are you listening to? You know, are you listening to things of the world? Are you listening to the enemy? Are you listening to God? Because the reality is, God is telling us who we are. We just have to listen. And that is where we will pick up next week. May his spirit, love, and shalom be in and with you, my friends. Until next time.